Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think you should also throw in, I mean, the mug is nice, the sticker's good, Ahmed's wife's t-shirts, I'm sure are awesome. African geese. <laughs> yeah, you can have them. Set it down there. Jeez. You get a I mug... Know. And this goose. And the goose, yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, I won't wish that on anybody. Even if you guess my top ten perfectly, we will not be sending you <laughs> one of the African geese in my house, okay? That will not happen. We're not going to torture you that way, okay? It's a full-time job taking care of these damn geese, and they're noisy, all right? So I'm still <laughs> stuck with them. Uh, they're, they are getting a little bit better. They're getting more comfortable. Okay. They kind of just hang out in one area yeah. of the yard a little bit. They're like okay. a little scared to venture. I think they're starting to see the chickens who walk everywhere, and they're like, yeah. huh, let's get out there a little bit that with these guys. That won't serve them well. Look it, at my house it as might, an example. I know. It might not. Now, yeah. again, I, like I've told you before, we got the big dog that's running around, that too. Helps. So it's, it's definitely helped us. Yeah. And these things are supposed to – I mean, this is a big bird. Like, this is a big bird. Like, I, like you would think, like, even a fox might go, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not sure. about it. Coyote, okay, yes. Yeah. But a fox, I think, would be like, he's bigger than me. I'm not sure I can handle this. Uh, so that's what they're kind of handy for, or at least for now. We have we were experiencing some some trickle down foul effects. Trickle at our down house from oh, from, yeah. from the chicken massacre yeah. we had last weekend. Right. So we have one left, and she is so stressed out. She's laying eggs that are like smaller than like a golf ball. And we we googled it. They do this when they're really. They're upset. herd animals. They yeah. like to be part of the pack, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's so that's she an issue. either is thinking about watching all of her friends get killed or she's like where is everybody exactly so yeah. we have eggs that are it, it's like hail yeah that's funny things. that's yeah. funny i know yeah it is a, it can be affected by that maybe your african geese would like them for a snack I, I mean maybe i don't think they seem to just want to eat grass that's all i know so far <laughs> we've tried to give them other things they could care less about it so that's where we are and yes we won't be giving you any geese if you do mm. guess the chris sims top 10 correctly We've got great entries, and we'll hit all that soon because we're getting close. We are to the top ten, baby. Yeah, I mean, we got a good one today. We got sixteen to thirteen today, right? Am I right about that? Yes, it's those four. Sixteen, sixteen yes. to thirteen. Yes. Uh, my addition and subtraction is at a elementary level still here. The groupings um, of four have thrown me. Yeah, but we're going to yeah. get into something today. I mean, it's an interesting group right here. Yeah. This is some really good quarterbacks. Yes, established and. You know, not a lot of question marks about this group here, and we'll break it down because it's pretty nuanced as far as picking at, picking apart these these four guys right Is here. Is it safe to say that we've hit this space of your quarterback ranking where the, I guess, poor and average are well behind us, the greats yeah. is still out ahead. Yeah. We're in this area where you may not love this certain quarterback, right. but these guys are all either good 
or really good. Yes, I think we're getting to that area for sure. Where you, you know, you could sit here, and I think the guys we even talk about today, even though they might not be the sexiest, I'm still going to go. No, this is still a franchise quarterback, right? And you're not going to just get let this guy, you know, out the door for for nothing, right? You know, you don't want to do that. And I would even argue again. Even with just what we saw, if you're watching on YouTube, that little graphic there that just showed Baker Mayfield and Mac Jones, I would really say right there is almost where I would start to go, at least from Mac Jones to Baker Mayfield and above, I feel like we have a list of guys where I go, I know what I'm getting from that crew. At least I know what they are. They can improve on some things, but I'm pretty sure what they are. Yeah, I'd like to see Mac Jones' arm get a little stronger, but I know what he is. Baker Mayfield, I know he's got incredible big-time arm talent and some really special things. He's just got to be a little bit more you know, consistently accurate and just take a little of that gunslinger mentality out of his game. But like, I know what he is to where I would say the guys below that are still like, I'm not sure if I trust him or what mm-hmm. he is or his leadership skills or what he's going to do under pressure or he's young rookie that he's got potential, but right. I got to see it first a little bit here, a little more to be able to throw him up into this group of guys here. So I think that's where we're at in this little uh, grouping today. I like to think about it in terms of like tiers and yeah. like lines of demarcation sure. and driving in, thinking about the guys you're going to address today right. versus the ones that you already have. So Baker Mayfield was the last one. He's at 17. Yeah. Baker, could he have shown up at like 16 or 13? Or do you feel like the we've hit a spot where there's a, there's a big gap or at least a yeah. significant one between these four guys and Baker? No, and no, I don't. I think Baker could could easily like, you know, again, it, it, last year's a tough year to evaluate yeah. and some of that. And again, I think with Baker, too, there's effect on the team and leadership. But also there seems to be a little bit of a negative effect there, too. I think if we're going to be real about it, but like Baker Mayfield, I think. We could sit here and go, no, if, if there's just a little little nuances he can clean up in his game, he can be above. His talent is greater than some of these guys we're going to talk about today. And a lot of times his production has been, too. It, it is. I mean, again, Baker Mayfield last year it was a few spots above where he was this past year as far as uh, being ahead of 17. And again, not that I care about where last year or anything like that, but Baker Mayfield has the type of talent and he has an arm for me to be – top 10-ish, all right? I don't know if he'll ever be top 5-ish, but he has the, I think, the top 10-ish, or if he was 9, 10, 11, I, I could see him hunkering down there for a number of years with the type of talent he has, as long as he continues to grow a little with the things we discussed a minute ago, just decision-making, refine the mechanics a little bit. That's the one thing when you go back and made Baker Mayfield, it's just too many balls of, I'm going to throw it as hard as I can, and feet and arms and everything are all over the place, and you're just like, yeah, that ain't going to work every throw, throw by throw here in the NFL. It's little stuff like that that he's got to clean up, but there's a lot of good to his game too. So we're a little ways away from the yeah. final four, but we do have the next four, yeah. 16 through 13. Y'all ready to get it rolling? Let's get it rolling there, Mr. Brown Shirt guy with the button down today. I think, I think it's black. Is it black? I, I couldn't black. tell. I was going to ask you yeah. that. It's, I wasn't sure if it was a dark. It is a black. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so it's we're uh, you're navy. We got Why? the dark tones. The light tones. was hitting us home. I'm always dark We're tones. We're not contrasting. No, we're not. We're not. Definitely Nobody not. gets too bold with the color here when it's, when it's the two of us. No, I'm, I'm black, blue, and gray. There like, you go. I know. People make fun of me all the time, and I'm like, this is what I do, and it's simple <laughs> and easy, and I'm not that smart. And, so. and get used to it. Yeah. Okay. Quarterback number 16. What yes. Quarterback number 16, Kirk Cousins. Minnesota Vikings. 16 last year as well? 16. Was he 16 last year as well? Again, I I haven't looked at my list from last year a whole lot here. Either way, look at that. I love some of these pictures because I I look at the the throwing positions at times and – 
uh, it, things jump out just there. But here, I think the first thing I'm going to start out by with Kirk Cousins is the ultimate system quarterback. Mm. I mean, we're talking about the ultimate system quarterback, a guy that if the system is really good and creative and you give him and can teach him answers and checks and balances, he will take advantage of every fucking bit of it. He yep. really will. Oh, you taught me the square root of 64 is 8, and I'm going to know that this guy here is four inches away from where it usually is, and that means it's cover four and cover. He'll be all over that, and he's going to dissect you and kill you that way. So that's where he's very special in that aspect. And then adding on to that, you know, his ability, I think that also makes him special or really damn good, is the there is no hesitation in his game when he sees it and knows what he's looking Conviction at. Conviction is huge. It is, right? Yep. I mean, you could tell in his game just as far as his ability to read and react and pull the trigger and throw, is, is it's up there with the top guys in football. When he knows what he's seeing, oh, wait, I'm, I play action pass. I'm co- oh, wait, it's the coverage I thought it was still. And he can diagnose where guys are and let it rip as good as anybody in football. So that's where he is special. Yeah. And he's smart that way. He's pretty accurate thrower. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 a very good down the ball down the field thrower. Mm-hmm. All right. And yes, like you said, he's very accurate. I mean, if you're open ten yards over the middle, five yard slants, whatever, he's going to put it on the money for the most part. It's the sexiness that lacks with with right. Kirk Cousins, and that's right. where maybe the negatives are. I, I, I thought he missed a chance, and if you really know the Vikings, maybe you could argue the Vikings missed a chance. But there was that season two years ago where he was still new in Minnesota. Coming off the time in Washington, where he was he was good more often than he was average. Right. So okay, let's see Definitely. now in Minnesota. They gave him a lot of money. It's yep. a better team. Right. Giant numbers around seventy percent touchdown interception ratio. Great. Yeah. Make the playoffs. Win a playoff yeah, game. Yeah. Beat the Saints. So okay, you can win a playoff game with Kirk Cousins. Right. The last two years since then, it's been. 500-ish, a lot of good numbers, but the team not winning a lot. So right. I, I was really ready to see him, okay, maybe this is a top-12 yeah. quarterback. Yeah. And it's just kind of stayed the same. You're, 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 just, you're, you're, you're piling on my point. That's what he is, though. You know, He's really good. But yeah. there's a support system and some things that need to be in place for him to go to that next level yeah. of the team. He's not going to be the guy that's going to go, hey, we're an 8-8 eight and eight football team. Don't worry. I'm the man. We'll go 10-6 and because I'll pull a few rabbits out of my ass and a few right. magic tricks yeah. and we'll make it work this week. Yeah. yeah. That's where he's a little different than guys we're going to get to next week and stuff like that. I, I popped in one game and watched it. I wrote this down, Chris. Yeah. T- tell, me, tell me what you think. Yeah. Not going to hold the team back. It's a compliment to a lot of starting quarterbacks. 100%. Not going to take him to the next level. Too bad he's not on a good team. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it is, you know. And I think that's where, you know, you see, like, the the love affair McVay and Shanahan have with Kirk Cousins because they're those guys we're talking about. System. I got a system. If you just fucking listen to me, we'll yeah. move the ball up and down the field all game long. New system now. What do you think? Right. Well, new. That's going to be interesting. Zimmer, though, I think wanted a little bit more of the playmaker oh. and a little bit more. I want to run the ball and play defense, and then. You know, we'll take some shots down the field, and then I just need you to make a few plays every now and then. And I don't think Zimmer really ever loved Kirk Cousins. I don't right. know that, but in my heart of hearts and things I've heard, yeah. eh, I think that's probably true. Okay? Good one for you right here. Yeah, go ahead. On this topic, right. at Red and Purple 77 yeah. wants to know, do you think Kevin O'Connell will take Kirk Cousins to a new level? I do. I do. And I think it's just it actually plays perfectly what we were kind of going on to say there. Uh, yes, because I think that the O'Connell, and again, we'll see. I mean, this is the first time really – play calling, offensive, game plan, everything's going to be on his plate. But this is a very smart guy. I know that. And he's been taught by some people who really got some good systems. 
to where I would think this would line up to what we're talking about where O'Connell's going to be able to bring some creative ideas and some things to the table that Kirk Cousins didn't have at his disposal the last few years, and he's going to go, oh, damn, okay, you just teach me and what you want me to do. What do you want me to do here? Teach me what you want to do. What's the check you want me to get to? Okay, we'll carve him up. And I would think that's going to happen, along with some of the talent they have at receiver and their ability to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And then you got a guy here in Kukano that's coming from McVay, who's, yeah. we know, a great play-action pass game designer as well. I think that suits Kirk Cousins. You know? So all of that, I think, is going to be a positive. No, no doubt about it. But the big thing is, is like you said, Kirk Cousins is not going to make plays to get the team over the hump if they're struggling all the time or if we got a few injuries. You know, he's he's more than a game manager. Um, but but that's I think the biggest thing. And then when he wants to step on the like that's another thing I'll say. He has a good arm, right? It's kind of the same throw every throw. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like he's a, he has one pitch, is what I would say. It's kind of like he's kind of got like 94 down the yeah, middle, right? And that's about it. It's never going to be a hundred, you know. It's never going to be sidearm, you know. There's none of that. He's not very good at that department. You don't ever see sidearm, and even though he's tough as hell in the pocket and will make throws with people bearing down on him, he's not going to. He's not very good at throwing when oh shit, I can't step into it, or I got to lean on my back foot and just flick a ball. 20 yards to the sideline. That's not going to happen with him. That's not. He needs a little space. He's got a little bit of a long de- delivery like we saw in the picture in the lead yeah. up to the countdown here. And because of that, he can't make some of those like special throws we talk right. about. Which makes me think about the guy O'Connell just had in Los Angeles at Matthew Stafford. Offense that worked extremely well with that kind of talent. Can he bring that offense with knowing that that uh, Cousins doesn't have the the same arm strength, yeah. But he's not afraid to cut it loose downfield, right, right? And he's been pretty good downfield. Yeah. So can he plug and play the same offense? Or I, no, no, not totally, not not far off though. I do think that Matthew Stafford brings a few pages to the playbook yeah. where you go, ah, this is only a Can't number of guys in the me. league that I can yeah. call this play for here. You know, I mean, how many times did we see Matthew Stafford roll right this year and throw a post back across the other side of the field? A lot of examples. You know, so that's yeah. where, and not to say Kirk Cousins can't do that stuff, but like Matt Stafford can launch it and be falling down or sidearm or having something, you know, have not even his whole body into the throw and still do that. That's where he's a little different. Um, but, you know, he's, um, it, it's, it's funny. One of the things I wrote down here as I'm going through my notes a little bit is like he's aggressive. But he's not aggressive at times. You know, he's aggressive when he needs to be. But the one thing there was a few times in during the year where I looked at games. Um, I would even go to the Dallas Cowboy game where they lost during the regular season with like the backup quarterback for the Cowboys playing. Where you know, it's like he was like, "Wait, there's no Dak Prescott, so I'm not going to push the envelope on anything. We'll just we'll win ugly." Mm. And that like the, the there's 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 some of that through the year there where you go wait, wait no, no we need you to make the play to jumpstart the things here you're making the thirty million dollars yeah like make the big fucking play and let's start the avalanche of offense going here yeah instead of I'm not going to make a mistake and I just think we'll win today if I kind of just be conservative a little bit you know the the the, the quarterbacks that we go down the list here a little bit and we're going to talk about one in a few minutes mm-hmm. where I go. They wouldn't just sit back and let that go down. They'd go, wait, 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 we're, the, ooh, our foot's kind of on their throat. We're going to fucking put it down and go end this. It. Yeah. And that's sometimes where I think he manages the game a little bit too much, in, in my opinion. So Kirk Cousins, 16 for back-to-back years. He's been as high as 13. We'll see if Kevin O'Connell can lift him uh, higher in the teens 
when we do this again next year. Yeah. Okay, that's 16. That's 16. You ready for 15? Oh, we're going to 15. I'm ready for 15. This is, I mean, controversial it quarterback really in the offseason here. Yeah, big time the, for a number of reasons. The mentor of mentors. Don't call me oh, a mentor. Oh, don't call me a mentor. Or how dare you? Ryan Tannehill, which it's not his job to be a mentor, and he's going to be a good teammate and like put up a good example, and therefore will be, wait for it, a good mentor. Still bothers me that whole subject. It really does. I'm, I'm going to go off on a tangent about it, actually, while we're sitting here real quick, just because, I mean, more people made a big deal about that, but nobody made a big deal that Teddy Bridgewater was basically trying to stab Tua in the back as he got signed by the Miami Dolphins. That just got no big deal. He wasn't mentoring Tua. We're just going to let him kind of be a backstabber, and we won't talk about it. Okay, cool. But Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> we're going to make it like he's a bad human being. So, yep, I'm, I'm defending Tuan on there. Look at that. Yeah, what the hell you, is going on here? Let the record state. All right, back to Ryan Tannehill. So Ryan Tannehill, 12 last year. Yeah. 11 the year before. Right. He dipped. Right. He, he dipped. dipped a little bit. He had a little bit of a down year. But Biggest let me just, reason. Well, let me just start off with this. Okay. The guy is better than we give him credit for. That's going to be my headline statement. I always said that for two years. Yes. This year? Yeah, okay. Well, it was a little bit of a down year. Yeah. I certainly, and I can certainly say. And there are good it, reasons for it. That that's where I think like some people got to like you know like back off a little bit with Ryan Tannehill too. Yeah, I, I do. Like with Baker Mayfield, the guy was fucking hurt almost mm-hmm. the whole year. Ryan Tannehill, who did he have on his team for most of the year to throw to? You go back to that year you had him eleventh, right? Just two seasons ago, right. his top three pass catchers. Yeah, they're all gone. I know all of them. Right, the offensive coordinator gone. Hey, AJ, look, I mean here here's to your point. You know, I mean again, yes, it's not as efficient or as big plays. Or, of course, the pass protection wasn't as good. And, oh, yeah, Derrick Henry was playing. And A.J. Brown was healthy for most of the year. This past year, he had A.J. Brown, who was hurt a number of weeks. Julio Jones, who was almost non-existent for the year. And then a bunch of no-names at receiver. And then you lose Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's going to lead you to... Yeah, maybe I'm going to force the ball a little bit and try to make a play happen when I shouldn't. And that would probably be the downfall of his year as he let some of that, I think, affect his game to a degree. I will say physically, again, I'm nitpicky here. Do I think he lost a mile per hour or two on his fastball? Yes, I do. You know, does Ryan Tannehill need a system like Kirk Cousins? Yes, I do. He does need a system, but. He can bring something to the system, too. This is, to me, where he separated from Kirk Cousins. Yep. Right. Like where we talked about Kirk Cousins can throw the ball, uh, you know, people bearing down on him, mm-hmm. but he still needs space. He's not going to be able to do it off the back foot or sidearm. Or Tannehill can do some of that. First off, Tannehill can throw off his back foot and still throw a 20-yard in cut down the middle, and you're being like, man, he had no room, and he couldn't step into that. It looked like he – was like a T-Rex and still got it there like right. with no arm or anything. Throws on the move well, too. Throws on the move well, too. Yeah. Exactly right. So there's something else like he has, has an advantage over Kirk Cousins, let alone can get on the move, and if nobody's there to throw to, can turn it, it upfield yeah. and run for 30, 20 yards. I mean, he won some games this year and helped them win some games with some big runs that way. So that's where I say, and within the normal rhythm of the system. This is another thing. I'm just, again, I'm comparing them to the guy that was behind him just because this, hey, this is tight here, these guys. These are guys are good quarterbacks. Is is Tannehill makes more big plays within the rhythm of the system more. Like, here's a play, right? And we want you to look to the out route to the left. And then the second read is going to be an in-cut coming over the middle. 
And then really the third guy might be another shorter in cut coming over the middle. And then the fourth guy on the outside running a deep post, right? More times than not, guys never get to that deep post. You can get Tannehill's a guy that can get there or just goes, oh, wait, as I'm dropping back, oh, wait, wait oh, well, man, coach told me a few weeks ago, if we run this play and we get this coverage, that post might be there. He will do that, where I would say, like, Kirk Cousins is like, he'll hit some deep shots down the field, but he knows he's throwing it deep. It's like yeah. play action, and it's Jefferson and Thielen going deep, so he's ready to throw deep. Tannehill obviously can do that, but Tannehill also makes more big throws, I think, within the normal rhythm of the offense than yeah. Kirk Cousins does. He's done a nice job of pointing out the detail of why he's 15 and Cousins was Thank 16. You. Thank you. My question, how much did the playoff loss yeah. and the playoff performance, the three interceptions picked on his first play, how yeah. much does, did that have to do with where he well, is? Well, it, it, it didn't, but I think it, it was more of a, a microcosm of maybe the whole year a little bit, where you know, I think the injuries, the Derrick Henry stuff you brought up, I do think – got him to force things a little bit here and there. He didn't manage games quite the same way he had in years past. Thought he tried to force some plays and some moments to kind of get the team maybe jump-started and didn't need to do that with his team. Like, your defense is good, and you guys still can run the ball pretty good without Derrick Henry. You don't need to throw some tight balls against the Houston Texans in the rain at home that get intercepted three times and you lose. I think that... Okay, and the other thing that I think the Bengals game was a real thing with he when I went back and watched the throws, he has a, a little issue of he will stare down receivers. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Happened after on watching the first back. and third pick, you're right, a hundred percent. Just yep. store, just said, I'm going to look at this guy and I'm going to jam it in. And the third pick is exactly the thing I'm talking about with the managing of the game, yeah. where it's like they kind of had control of the game again there. Yeah. And he kind of was like, I'm going to fit this in there and win the game right now. And I wouldn't want to go, wait, they haven't moved the ball in the second half. Right. They didn't do any. They haven't been able to do anything. And you're sacking the other team's quarterback every other time he a drops lot. back. Yeah, It was that, to me, that was just a little off this year, let alone we know there were some other players that played really good that led to him going down a, a few spots than where he's been in the last few years. I like looking at, at his year compared to the previous, and I think he's either hitting year 10 or 11. So yeah. this guy has been around a long time. No doubt. When he came to Tennessee, didn't have huge expectations from Miami. But I, I think he was better than most people thought. 100%. He was really, really good a lot of the time. Yes, he was. So now they're the number one seed. Yeah. They lose at home in the first round. Yes, he right. doesn't play well, three right. picks. They draft his replacement. All of a sudden, this year has a sense of urgency and a feel around it mm-hmm. that he hasn't had. No, I know. And He's I, got, I, I, I'm really looking time. forward to seeing his response. I am too. I am too. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they got enough talent to support him here. A.J. Brown's gone. You know, Derrick Henry should be healthy. How do you think he'll look without A.J. Brown? Yeah, you know, we'll see if that trail on Burke. That'll he, have a lot to do with where he is next no year. No doubt. And especially the way they want to play ball, which is run, yeah. you know, play action pass, make aggressive throws down the field. You know, that's the one thing, too, we got to take into account where we don't give him credit for a little bit. He's not in a quarterback-friendly offense. They're not – they don't go in the game going, let's get Ryan in rhythm early. Let's – Let's make sure we get them nine for 11. They're going, no, fuck you. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play defense. We're going to beat you up physically. And then, hey, Ryan, your first two throws, we're probably going to go play action. You got to throw the ball 25 yards down the middle. (laughs) Get in rhythm, right? In fact, no, forget your rhythm. Be in rhythm to start the game because we're coming out and doing it. So it doesn't lend itself always to great quarterback numbers and stuff like that. You got to take that into account a little bit as well. But you're right. I think that that game kind of put the microscope on him a little bit. And for whatever reason, 
as we saw with the mentoring thing, he's a guy that people want to jump on very yeah, quickly. Right. And like, like to your point with Miami, that just should have never been. He played really well in Miami. More times he, than not. He really yeah. did. You know, and, and what did people expect with that team down in Miami that they were supposed to be so good? So, um, yeah, I think th- those are the things. He can still be dynamic, though. You know, again, he can still be a pretty dynamic player. He's not going to have a lot of, like, sidearm throws or anything like that. But like I said, he doesn't need room to throw. He's aggressive, and you said it. He makes a lot of throws and plays on the run, and then, of course, can just flat-out run, too, with the quarterback design run stuff, too, to where that adds a little element there. So there's, there's, a, there's some special physical things he brings to the table. And, yes, I don't expect Malik Willis to be able to mess with this guy. One thing I'll say is just the clips I've seen on TV so far, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Malik Willis is smaller than people realize. When he stands next there in Ryan Tannehill, he don't look like all that special just from look-wise. You go, well, one guy looks like a stud. The other guy kind of looks, you know, short and thick. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll see where that goes. But that ain't going to be like, like – I think people think like because Malik Willis was this big talk of the town, and I understand he's got a big arm. But I just – you know, Ryan Tannehill is really good, like you're saying here. And, and, you know, we need to respect it, I think, all of us a little bit more. Yeah, I had written down. I wanted to ask if, um, if we, any chance we see him benched from a league round this year. And it sounds like you. I, I don't think so. That I, question. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, he's got to fall apart. I, I would imagine he he would have to fall apart. And and again, I would expect Malik Willis to be really raw and not necessarily the guy they want to trust to play right now. This is this team's ready. This team could go to the Super Bowl. I mean, their their, their defense is going to be. I think check out those early maybe games. Better at the Bills. Yeah, Week Two Raiders Colts. And commanders, I mean, that's a pretty, and then a bye. Yeah. Pretty good schedule. It's not a bad schedule, no doubt. And, you know, you look at their division, and, and you know, them and the Colts are right. clearly the two better teams than compared to the other two, to where you think, damn, Jaguars and Texans could very easily be four wins right there. Yeah. You know, I, I expect Ryan Tannehill to have a better year than he did last year. And I think the Titans are, you know, Mike Vrabel and company, they're, they're to me, you know, they're on the right track. They really are. And uh, they'll be a pain in the ass with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback this year. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Chris is a pros pro, pros move for just kind of mentioning the Colts and the AFC South there at the end of your analysis. Didn't even mean to. As we, as we put Ryan Tannehill to bed at 15, look who we find at look number 14. Look at who we got here. Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, the new quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Number two. Because of Chris Sims, he was like, damn, that's my <laughs> idol. Let me wear number two. I didn't even think of that. Uh, yep, that's, that's not true. That's a lie. Mm. Uh, but, man, I got a lot of respect for Matt Ryan. You know, I think here's the first thing that I'll say, because I'm trying to make like a banner statement to start off with each guy, right? Yep. You don't realize how good he is until you turn on the fucking film. That's the one thing y'all say. You just don't really, really realize the little things he does and the nuances he does until you really – sit there and go, let me just watch film and watch him. You know, you can get lost sometimes because you're watching a game on Sunday and you're just going, oh, he got sacked or, oh, that was a 10-yard completion, great, blah, blah, blah. And you don't realize that, oh, shit. I mean, he made a guy, like, miss in the pocket and then hopped 
and then his feet were awkward, and he threw the ball, and like shit, he really nobody was open, and he had horrible pass protection. Then twelve yard gain, Atlanta Falcons, and not many people saw no. because the last four years after the Super Bowl run, and they won a playoff game against the next year, the last four seasons. I mean, any numbers he's put up have been kind of little meaningless. I know. They haven't got, yeah. Hasn't been a big spotlight on no. him. So it's yeah. been four years in a row of Atlanta losing and him playing pretty well yeah. without a lot of people watching. Uh, exactly right. And the numbers aren't going to tell you the whole story. That's where people got to like back off this like a little bit. Like I've, I've heard people on TV go, well, he only threw 20 touchdowns last year. Atlanta sucked last year. Atlanta was 7-10 and 10 for one reason. Matt Ryan. They would have Period. been three or four wins exactly without Exactly yeah. right. Any game that they were not totally overwhelmed by the other football team, it was a close game, and they were competitive for one reason. Matt Ryan. Period. You know, now I know they got some ugly games on their schedule last year and some losses. He had, they had no chance in some of those games. They were totally overrun, overwhelmed to where I go, you could bring Superman you know, on steroids, and it's not going to matter. And they're not going to be able to do anything against this team with the way they are. But th- that's where, you know, so, you know, hey, the physical talent is not wowing, but it's better than people want to give it credit for. His decision-making and smarts and all that is, is off the charts good. His movement in the pocket is at the top of the league. As far as feeling the pocket, moving in the right spots, making people miss within the pocket, you know, making the little awkward throws we talked about that maybe Tannehill or Kirk Cousins, he does have a lot of it might not be cool like, you know, Mahomes or Allen, but he's got a lot of throws where people are bearing down on him and he's like this and now he's gonna throw the ball like this and it's ugly or whatever, but it's still sidearm and getting to the spot it needs to get to. So he has so much of that, let alone, as you heard from the Colts, his, the accuracy is off the charts. I mean, again, if the pocket's clean and there's somebody slightly open, guaranteed completion with Matt Ryan. Yeah. Guaranteed completion. So that's where he's really good. And and think about the um, leadership. Character upgrade. Yes. I mean, just for the team and for the fan base. Just- Bring it right. There. Exactly right. Yeah. To me, this is another reason where, you know, he's fourteen, but damn, it's a good fourteen. His the one thing I'll say with Matt Ryan, I feel like the last few years, and he had that great year, and you see what he can do when he's got talent and a system with him, like with Shanahan that year in Atlanta, MVP of football. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I really still think some of his best years were the years after that because they weren't that good. The system wasn't that good, but he was still he was making more plays with his ability than the system helping him. Yeah. And I still feel that way with him that way. And to your point, he's become a real leader. Like for sure. Where there was a point where I was like, is he a little bit of a diva know it all guy hmm. at one point? And then like the last three years, all I've heard is just like Matt Ryan's taken over. He takes over the locker room. He takes over the offense. You're hearing it with the Colts right now. He has a real effect that way to where he's matured to realize, like, oh, I'm the fucking man, and I'm going to take the right. team over, and we'll, we'll go like that. Well, he's 100% an upgrade there. Yes. But this is always the point of the Colts discussion where I, I like to step in yeah. and say, this is a playoff-level team the yes, last sir. couple seasons. Right. Phillip Rivers played really well yes. two years ago. Right. Carson Wentz didn't finish well. There were things about him he left to be desired in terms of the total quarterback, but his play was pretty good most yes, of last year. No doubt. Do you really think he's a big upgrade just on the field compared to what they've had the last two I, years? I do. Yeah, I do. I think, you know, 
Like maybe the physical ability is not quite at Carson Wentz's level, but of course it's not going to be. You're not going to nearly the stupidity that Carson Wentz would deliver for you at times with mm-hmm. the fumbles and dumb interceptions. And the one thing I said about Carson Wentz the other day too is too many games where I went, man, the ball hit the ground, the ball hit the ground, and I want to go, man, man, he forced it to the first guy, the second and third guy are wide open. Like yeah. we didn't need to throw an incompletion there. It should have been first and ten. Right where that like that shit's not going to happen with Matt Ryan. He's not going to sit there and go like, oh, "I'm going to jam it in there." I mean, more times than not, when you look at him, he throws the ball where it should go. Yeah, he really does. So that's where I think he's going to be better that way. I think that you know his he's going to give Frank Reich I think more confidence because Frank Reich's going to go, "I can trust him. I know what he's going to do with the ball. I've told him the right things and what to do and what I'm thinking when I call this play." And I think that's just going to open up the offense as well. I do. Let alone this is a guy that, again, has played and just knows how to play the game the right way. And he, he's, he's, he's a damn good player. It's one of those where I go 14, I go, damn, I can't believe Matt Ryan is at 14 in a lot of areas. But it's a, it, like a Kirk Cousins, the read and reacts yeah. are off the charts, off the charts, a great athlete in short areas. Makes more runs for 8 and 10 yards than you think when you watch kind of break it down. Makes another guy that I would go makes a ton of plays with the normal rhythm of the offense, like we talked about with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Where you go, the play wasn't really designed to hit the guy 40 yards down the middle, but he read it and went through the reads the right way and still got there. And yeah. that's special because not all quarterbacks can do that. So that's uh, – and then, you know, makes a lot of ton, – ton of plays and throws outside the offense too, like I was saying. And that's where and that's I mean heading into year fifteen. That's a pretty good. Compliment it's amazing that he moves as good that way, right? I want to read you this: His best pass catchers are Michael Pittman and rookie to be Alec Pierce. I know. What do you think? Well, that's the big question about the Colts. I think cast around him to prop him up or to allow him to, to perform the way you're describing. Yeah, it's the cat. The O line's going to be great. The running game's going to be great. Yeah. So that's going to help him for sure. Yeah. You know, Michael Pittman Jr. I don't have much questions about him. I know he's going like to be it. legit, no yeah. doubt. Hey, Alec Pierce, he's a rookie that you know I like. Yep. He's got a ton of talent. So I think there's enough there. And then here's, to me, the X factor. Yeah. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell is a superstar. You know, they, they even say that. He just cannot stay healthy. I mean, he was healthy for like two games last year, and he was running by everybody down the field for touchdowns. But it's, it's been a thing with him. And so if they can get him to also contribute, yeah. I go, ooh, wow. But if he's not there... I do want to kind of be like, yeah, they, do they need to add another guy to the receiver room there that's just, you know, a little bit more of a threat, dependable? Uh, and I think I'm pretty sure T.Y. Hilton's still out there. I wouldn't be shocked if he that happened back, at yeah. some point. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. Can't help but notice yeah. that you have Matt Ryan and the Colts just one tick above Ryan Tannehill. And the Titans. Yeah. Are you saying that you think this is the best team in that, that division? No, I'm not. I'm not ready to say that yet. I, I almost look at them as kind of equals, I guess I would say. Um, I think I'd probably still give the Titans a slight advantage. I'm a little surprised by this with points bet. I saw this a little earlier. Yeah. That the Colts are this much of a favorite over That's, the Titans. I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. I figured it would be. So they're negative 115. Titans plus 145. I figured it would be like. Plus one fifteen, like that close. I right, right. I thought it might be that too. Yeah, That's yeah. where I, I'm a little surprised by that, you know. And then I, I think like to what we talked about a little earlier, these two teams clearly separate from the other two teams. Jacksonville, I do think has talent. It's just unproven. It's young. It's like you know, new coach. You got to see what they got. I think Jacksonville can be a pain in the ass for sure. Houston, Houston's just got a lot of good players. It's they got depth and solid. 
but they have no no nothing that I look at to go, ooh, that's great, and their their players are going to make some plays and really put some stress on some people that way. Uh, that that that's not going to happen. So yeah, the Colts to me definitely one of those teams to look at in the Super Bowl window. And hey, this guy nobody's open. Protection not great, man. There's a lot of times where you still look at it and go, man, no one's open. Protection's not great. Well, twelve yard gain. Holy shit. Good good job by him and that lanky, awkward looking white guy making people miss <laughs> and throwing the ball down the field that way. You know? So he's he's a hell of a player and he's tough as hell too. I think that needs to be talked about as well. Agreed. Takes a lot of hits and they didn't protect him worth a shit last year. Durability is awesome. Yes. Now the monitor's over here, so I haven't quite seen it. Have, have we seen the schedule yet, Maddie? The uh, Colts start to the season. Oh, we, we gotta oh. go. We gotta go. I'm gonna go points bet first, okay? Very and good. then we'll get there because points bet pays me seven million a year, and I gotta make sure I read <laughs> this, okay? Seven million. I wish. All right, here we go. Download the points bet app. All right, Polly, yes, do it. I will do, do it. it Polly, okay. do yep. it. All right. If you're an eligible state, PointsBet has a sign-up offer for unbuttoned listeners that you can't miss. Download the PointsBet app. Use code NBC2K to sign up and get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So say you bet $100 on the Titans to win the AFC South. If you win, you get $145. But if you lose, you will still get free bets worth $100. So once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Booyah. Not my rate just went up $8 million a year now. Throws downfield with conviction. Your reads are coming across with conviction. Conviction, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling yep. it. Yep, you know yeah. me. I don't know anything but pedal to the metal. <laughs> I like the explanation, too, because that, that, that's for people like me. Yeah, I, I figured. I know. I got to do that for you. Yep. And then look, here there you go. You ask and you oh, shall receive. Is, thank you. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, we circle back. Yep. I just want to point out, I mean, they start out at Texans, at Jaguars. Poifecto. Plausibly good. I see written down here they've lost six in a row to Jacksonville. Is that right? Isn't that crazy? They've lost six straight in Jacksonville. I never yeah. would have guessed that. And week one is an issue for them. Yeah. They're like an issue of week one. So they got to get over the hump there. And, yes, those are like two where you go, you know, hey, new quarterback, team that's, you know, on yeah. the cusp. Like, don't blow those Maybe. because you got some tough ones coming on right after that with Chiefs, the Chiefs and Titans. Chiefs, Titans coming up. And then up. at the Broncos. Yeah. So that's not going to be easy, you know, game three, four, and five for sure. You'd like to get that little two – Two zero cushion coming out the out the gates there, but yes, I expect the Colts and Matt Ryan to be a major player in the talented, talented AFC. And just like that, we're three quarters of the way done. Can you believe that? With our little grouping today, yeah. Kirk Cousins sixteen, Ryan Tannehill fifteen, Matt Ryan fourteen. Who do you see it? Unlucky thirteen. Well, yeah, you know what? It, and I didn't mean to do that, but the guy is kind of—I uh, don't yeah. know—if you want to say unlucky, the circumstances around him are not looking good right now. That's for sure, and that's Deshaun Watson. Right. I don't know what to make of Deshaun Watson. I'm just going to, I'm not, you know, again, I know what Deshaun Watson is yeah. when playing and hitting it's, on all cylinders. It's been a year and a half. Right. It's superstar. It's, yeah. I know he's a superstar. I know that. But still, like, like I discuss with people all the time, you know, I, I think people think, well, he's Deshaun Watson. He's just going to come back and week one, he'll be one of the five best quarterbacks in football. He might not be there in week well, 14. There's a, so that's the first thing. No doubt about it. And, you know, that, that's where I, I sometimes go on to go, like, what, do, do people don't hear what comes out of their mouth sometimes. We see great quarterbacks miss two or three games and come back and not be good for two or three weeks. What do you, I mean, he didn't get to practice for a year. He didn't play for a year. So I can't, like, and then, of course, yeah, like, we know there's some guys in front of him that are really damn good and all of that to where 
I don't know what to make of him right now. Yeah. You know, again, I know what he can be when we get back and we're grooving and all that, but when is that going to be? And in my heart of hearts, I don't think that's going to be this year. I don't. I, I, I don't think that he's going to play football this year when it's really all said I'm and with done you. here. I don't, I don't think we're going to see him play this right. year. And it's not helping that there's two more lawsuits. Uh, right, yeah, right? I know. The, the, the salon, he was paying, what, $5,000 for the person to set up massages for him. They're, they're, it's getting worse. Yeah. To where I, I just have a hard time, the NFL with the Washington stuff that's going on with the commanders yeah. and workplace culture and all that. It, does, it doesn't feel like I have like a hard time is... that they're going to let him just slide with some easy suspension yeah. for sure. It doesn't feel like it's going to a place where he's going to be playing a lot, if at all. And it feels like fruition is a ways away. It, it, it does, it does seem that way. For, for the purposes of, of the quarterback rankings, yeah. let's say he is at some point playing right. this year so, so we can kind of advance the this conversation. This might be a year where, like, week eight, if he is playing or ten, like I might need yeah. to make an, an amendment okay. to the, yeah. the list a little bit. But kind of in general, you always base your rankings off of uh, how you think a quarterback will do this year. Exactly. Not what they did last exactly. year or five years ago. Right. So does him being 13, is that your way of saying that you think he's going to be rusty no matter, no matter when what. he comes back? No matter what. Yes, I do. I just I just think it's, it's again, it's... Because you had him at four. four? Yeah. I know. I know. You know. It's just, yes, I do. I think he's going to be rusty. There's some other guys that like we talked about have jumped in the conversation who are, you know... You know, up and worthy of Deshaun level, Deshaun Watson level at number four type of quarterbacks that, mm-hmm. that hurt his case here a little bit. But yes, I think that's a lot to overcome. Plus, you're going to be learning a new system. I get that. But yeah, as I was saying, I mean, hey, I mean, Peyton Manning missed four weeks. You know, Aaron Rodgers missed four weeks. When they came back, it took them three or four weeks to look good. You miss a year and a half of football. And again, not like you got all the training camp and all these reps and everything. And then, oh, I got hurt for a few weeks and now I'm back. It's no, we haven't gotten any of that. There no practice last year. None. Zero practice. Yes, I know he threw some footballs on the field by himself and all that. So, yeah, I don't expect them to come back and doing all that. And he's with a new team. New and system. he's with a new system. Exactly not right. So that's, yeah. that's, not, that's not easy. Now, Deshaun Watson, when. He's. You want to go back to what I thought last year, and we can hit on that. Uh, there, there's the guy's got no negatives about his game. He's a super it's fun to watch. He's no no negatives. Yeah. He's he's his only negative is uh, as I've said, and people who have listened to me maybe the last two years of the rankings is he just every sometimes every play can be the last play of the game, and you want to just go go down, don't take that hit, throw the ball away, whatever, because you're awesome. But like, I mean. In the pocket, decision making, throwing the football, all that is is through the roof good. Right. And then the ability to make plays off schedule and all that, it's through the roof good. I, I know that. But that's, you know, like you said, a year and a half ago, and it's been a long time since he's played football. And as I've always said, I people don't respect practicing quarterback and emulating it to game level stuff is is impossible. It, yeah. It's impossible. You also got to point out as long as we're talking about what he showed last time we yeah. saw him play, yards per attempt, yards com- uh, uh, per completion to me say a lot about you know how risky you are, how courageous you are, and like he was number one in the league in those two categories. Which With- I, I back up to say he's a fun watch. You don't have to like or love the team he's playing on. But based off the way he plays, just a, a guy is hard to take your eyes off of when he's playing. No doubt. Yeah. He, despite what you think about him personally or his personal 100%. life, what he does on the field and when he's all system go, like you're talking about, he's he's special. Great. I mean, he did that in a year that you're talking about with no DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, right. no running game, okay offensive line play, and 
like really had a phenomenal year. It didn't end up on wins and losses. They were four and twelve that year. Yeah, but they were like this close to winning like four other games that they had no business being in, but they were in it because number four. Right. But number four's got some issues, and uh, like I said, it, it's a weird one here. I know ultimately he's more talented and better than this, but a year off from football, and I don't know, maybe my thought of the fact that I don't think he's going to play football this year infiltrated this year. me to, to where he made him 13 <laughs> as to well. Consider. Yeah. A lot to consider here. Yeah. Uh, one more thing in the Browns, if it is Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. What do you see for the Browns led by Brissett this season, I, I, like, if it is that way? I, 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 they're one of those teams where I, I think they're so good that I don't, I don't think it's going to be like, oh, no, they're done. They're done. So like 500 type? I, yeah. I mean, I, who knows? The running game gets hot, and Jacoby can get in a groove a little bit and you know make a few plays here and there and take care of the football. I, I, I do. You know, I mean, They have the type of talent to where I go, they don't have to win just through the quarterback. They should be able to win through the run game and screens, and Miles Garrett should get a strip fucking sack for a touchdown every now and then, and Denzel Ward or Newsom should get a pick six every now and then, and Jeremiah Wusukoromoa should knock somebody's head off and cause a fumble every now and then. They have guys and talent on their team to where you go, they should be able to make shit happen no matter what to a degree. Yeah, you know, But it's a tough situation, and you say what you want. This thing is a distraction. And that's going to play into the fact of this, too. You don't think Cleveland players, you know, I just heard Greg Newsom and Jeremiah Usukoromoa talk about just the Baker Mayfield OBJ thing was a little bit of a distraction in the locker room this, last year. You don't think they're sitting there talking about Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield and that shit right now in that locker room? Come on. Fuck me. Yes, they are. So th- that's where you know, this is a really, really awkward, different situation you know, I can't remember one like it, really, with this type of high-level player. And like you said, because there's so many other considerations, if he does come back, if he is playing, I mean, maybe we can revisit this right. and, and re-rank. Right. I mean, right now, Either this seems, way, seems understandable and fair. Even if the suspension is less than, I think, I, I don't think it's going to be less than eight games. So, I mean, it's... it's, it's I mean, you and I both think it's going to be quite a bit more. I, I, I just think with the current environment in our country, what's going on around the league, the Trevor Bauer stuff, there continues to be more Watson stuff that comes out. I, I, I have a hard time thinking that the NFL yeah. won't make a point here with, with Deshaun Watson. Okay, so that's our four for the day. Woo, 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 woo. Our grouping of four. Is Back this crazy? Up, peek. I know. This is crazy. This thing. We are. I mean, we're getting down the home stretch here. We're getting into the good one. I mean, they're, they're these really guys are ones. good. These guys are good. But you're right. I mean, well, you get the top ten in the NFL right now. And really, I, I mean, yes, Watson, Matt Ryan – Ryan Tannehill. I mean, that, that's, those yeah. are stars. They're stars. Some they names, are. Some names that uh, I can't wait to see if Derek Carr made your top ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll have is, to wait and see. Yep, it's all You'll coming up. You'll have to wait and see. We're getting there, though. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. How about some reaction? To yeah. Your, uh, we always love the reaction. Let's do it. To, to what you've rolled out there already. Okay, so homies react to the top 40. Let's start with Daniel Jones at 21. This is from at Chris Sims QB2. This person ought to be a part of the show regularly. I like this guy. And he or she is. Does Daniel Jones have any elite traits? 
He was at number 21. He's a better-than-expected athlete, but does he really have top-end arm talent, accuracy, or feel for the game? Yeah. And if he doesn't, then what's his peak? Does he seem kind of like Kirk Cousins? I, I think, I listen, I understand. I think Yes, I look at him going, I understand your Kirk. I think he's Kirk Cousins plus in his top end, where I'd go. You just had Kirk at 16. Right, right. I think that the Daniel Jones' talent can be higher than that. I do. Daniel Jones, one, is a much bigger human being than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Jones is a big dude. People don't realize it. We're talking 6'5", 240. I mean, it's a big dude. All right? Kirk Cousins is... 6-2 and 2-10. Right. And not the same human being. It's a it's an elite trait, his size. His ability to run to what our talk about, it's real there, right? Yeah. Yes, his arm is not wowing, but it's good. good enough. It's every bit of it's as good as Kirk Cousins there. And then, you know, his accuracy is I think right up there with it too. I don't think it's far off. Now, feel for the game, that's a valid question at C Sims QB too. Uh, he 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 needs to have a little bit better feel of what we talked about in the pocket. Don't be quite so robotic. Sure. But to me, where he's different than Cousins and has better potential is, again, he's a guy that can get out of the pocket, and you go, whoa, that was a good throw in the run. Or you go, whoa, he just ran down the sidelines for 45 yards. Whoa, he kept the read option for a 70-yard touchdown run. Like, Kirk Cousins can't do that. I know that. So, I think he's a little bit more potential than Kirk Cousins. Again, Daniel Jones, I think, has a lot of things that I like. It's just, hey, let's let's give him a chance here with a little support and see if he can be what we think he can be. But that's a good question by uh, at C Sims QB number two. Here's Mike. a question. Yes, focusing on Tua at twenty nine, Jimmy G at number twenty. From Ty is me. Do you see Tua making any sort of jump this season? I see Jimmy G at twenty. Can't help but think Tua's upside is above his. With a much-improved offensive line, better weapons, more support from the head coach, I could easily see him being top 16 this year. I don't think it's crazy. You know, I'm not going to go, well, it'd be interesting to see. It will be. I do think he can make a jump. There's no doubt. You know, I, I, the, the, com, the comparison between Jimmy G and all that, I, I understand that. I do. You know, I think really in a lot of ways, I think Tua has the ability to be – Really, a better passer than Jimmy G because altogether. of what's around him, or because of his talent. Because of his talent, really? I do. Yeah, you know, Jimmy G. Again, the one thing that, that really jumped out to me when I talked about him and broke him down was, hey, yeah, there's a lot of good throws, and he's tough, and he can throw it sidearm and doing all that. But damn, there's a lot of yards and plays left on the field because of his inability to make a big throw down the field, or the guy's wide open, and it should be a 70-yard touchdown. You've heard me say this. He's got to stop and do that, or Debo Samuel screaming down the middle of the field, and it should be a 50-yard game, but he throws a slant behind him, and now he's got to fall to the ground, and it's a 12-yard gain. There's a lot of that, let alone so many of his plays, like I talked about, were really what I thought Shanahan's specials. Tua has a little bit more of ability, again, to change arm angles, be a little bit more slick in the pocket and finding windows, and I think he has a little bit more athletic ability to make a few things off schedule to where... You know, I think he could make that jump into the top 20 at least. I do think he has that type of potential. You know, I, I do, but we'll see. The one thing that Jimmy G clearly has over Tua is with people bearing down on him and the pocket collapsing, Jimmy G can still stand in there and throw a ball 15 yards down the middle, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure about that with Tua yet. There's a lot of those type of plays that go, well, no, I'm not throwing it, I can't see yeah. it, or I'm just going to – 
tucked down and take the sack. And Jimmy G would stand there and go, well, I'm going to get hit in the chin, but I'm going to make the throw, yeah. and it's going to be a completion. Those are some of the things, too, it needs to be better at. Jimmy G might be limited, but that, that thing he does well, yeah. stand in there and hit that intermediate round. No doubt. It's good. He does it extremely exactly well. Exactly right. And he does it consistently, yep. too. More Jimmy G here comparing him with Carson Wentz at 19. This is from at Grant Receipts. Tough to put Wentz over Jimmy after Week 18 last year. Jimmy comes back down 17 nothing. Both starting tackles out. I the know. Colts would make the playoffs with Jimmy, maybe win a playoff game or two. It's it's a great question. Listen, it, you know, as I discussed on the pod on on Tuesday, it, this was, I mean, really tough here. I originally had Garoppolo ahead of Wentz, and then switched it. All right. How so, much of that do you have? Where like you I have I, it a place, and you like fidget one person up or down. This year's been less than normal. It would be hard not to do that. It, it is. Well, because, again, it's one of those things where, yeah, I got it down or whatever, but then you start to get into, wait, we're doing this grouping here, yeah. and I even will get a little more nitpicky. And then also I've had a time to digest it and talk about it more with you know my dad or myself and just think about it a little more. There to are go. examples like this for every Every grouping Every almost. Every one-two group. There really, is. There is. You could come up with one for, there, for anyone. There definitely is. I think this was the second time I did this so far during the list. It might have been the third. I think yeah. it was the second time. But, so, to the question itself. Listen, I understand week 18 was not good for Wentz. I get that. You know, and I know Jimmy did a lot of good things, too. I get that, too. You know, there, it's, it's not like I'm not trying to kill Jimmy. Uh, the question here, though, is what the Colts, would they make the playoffs with Jimmy? I, I think the question is about having Wentz one ahead of Garoppolo. Yeah, and th- this person at Grant Receipts is pointing out that the Colts, you know, lost right. the chance in the playoffs because of Wentz. Yeah, I I, I, I understand that. I, I don't quite, you know, I'm going to blame Wentz, sure, but I also will sit there and go, Wentz didn't have the talent of the team of the 49ers around him. He definitely did not, and nor did he have Kyle Shanahan just delivering up like, "Hey, here's a wide open guy. Here's." Here's a screen, and Debo Samuel's going to be able to run 60 yards down the, the side of the field. I mean, we just talked about the Colts. Is there enough weapons and all that? So, you know, there's a little difference there as far as to me and two of what Carson once was asked to do as compared to Jim, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, so that's where, again, if we go by how I'm evaluating this and we're all on the same team, yeah. we don't get the 49ers and Shanahan, all right? It's my team, and I'm the offensive coordinator. I'm average at best, okay? I'm an average offensive coordinator. Carson Wentz can run the system, to me, every bit the same as J- as Jimmy Garoppolo, except he can make a few plays that the system won't deliver as well. And what I want to say, too, is, you know, yes, you won two playoff games. Okay. But, damn, Jimmy Garoppolo did everything he could to try to lose him. I mean, everything. I mean, I, I know, whoa, you beat the Packers? He didn't do shit and made the dumbest mistake of the game. I mean, what? And we talked about the Cowboys game. Should have been a blowout. But let them in it because he missed throws and made mistakes down the stretch. Stupid interception. Misses Brandon Ayuk oh, wide open for a first down. It's going to, like, put the game away. So, you know, again, don't just go, well, they went 2-0 and in the playoffs, so he's better. No. No. Because they blocked a punt. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's a lot of things that went into that before we can just make those type of statements. I'm not trying to be a jerk to at Grant Receives. I'm just, you know me. Once you get me going, i got to make Sometimes my point. Sometimes it's hard not to. Yes. Yeah. Okay, one more here. On uh, Mac Jones being number 18, this is from 
Kenny with the Coke. Okay, you got that one? All right. Does Mac Jones not get any points deducted for playing an entire game <laughs> attempting only four passes? That was one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> it all was. Year. It was awesome. That was. I, listen, it, it is a weird one, my, my man, Kenny. What is that? At Kenny with At Kenny with, with the Coke. The Coke. Yeah. At Kenny with the Coke. Probably all right. Story there. At Kenny with the Coke. Do you got the Coke? I guess is that I got that right, saying? correct? You did. I did. You Thank did. You. I had to read it twice because I, I was like, I wait. No, not only because of you, because I was like, here. Yeah, Matt the W will always be out there. Will always scare Paul Burmeister. I live with that. Um, I I didn't deduct it. You know, again, I think even in that game, let's just go into that a little bit, where the Bills were reluctant to throw the ball early on in that game, too, with Josh Allen. And then they had to, and they were like, oh, shit, he can throw through this win. We we made the wrong mistake. Yeah. Right. So... You know, hey, this is New England. Yeah. New England doesn't care. I don't think he should be dinged for that. I don't think so either. You know, what I would have to say, though, then at Ketty is I'd go, but he gets points added on in the fact that they ran an offense and he was trusted more than Jimmy Garoppolo was in San Francisco or Carson Wentz was with the Indianapolis Colts. So he gets more points <laughs> for that, too. And that's where I would go. That's, 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 you got to keep that into mind, too. It's nice a rookie job. quarterback yeah. who was asked to run a very intricate, tough system with not the most talented group of pass catchers and stuff around him. And yeah. a down year for their run game and their offensive line. So you got to remember that with Mac Jones, too. But uh, I hear you. That was a good question, and that was, was a, one of the weirdest, funnest games to watch oh, of man. the year. Right? Yeah. That was I, I will one. oftentimes, because on the East Coast, it's late when we get to the second half. I know. I'll go to bed, but I stayed up just to, I was like, I wonder how few times he'll throw it. I know. I know. Right. right? right. I mean, is it going to be two? I know. Is it gonna, you know? I know. It was a great side scene. It was. It was great. All right. All right. We did it. There's a show. There's a show. That's the show, as the great Paul Burmeister said. Only four. You know, I'm, I'm kind of used to five. I know, right? So, it yeah. seems, it seems, I know. We're spreading it's, it out. I get it. Yeah. We're getting yeah. into divisible, you know, uh, divisible by four numbers here, right? Divisible and we, by four. I don't know if that made sense, but, uh, you know, know it kind of made sense. Yeah, yeah. We got 12 through 9 coming Monday. Ahmed will be back. All right. We're getting into the good stuff now. I know. I mean, we really we'll, are. We'll be into the top 10 by yeah. the time I see not you today wasn't, Not that today wasn't good, but we're getting into uh, its, its superstar category now. We're getting close to that. So thanks, Paulie. You the man. Good to see you always. Keep sending the questions. The questions were great today. They really were. I love. Keep them coming. I love the homies' reaction questions to the top 40. They make me think, I want to answer those questions for you, and excuse me if I sound a little jerky sometimes when I get going. It's just me. Just I get being intense. Himself. I want it's to make great. my point. Yeah. It's not personal to you. <laughs> All right, everybody out there, be good. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Polly. you the man. See you soon. Peace out. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.